do it. Kia ora and Gordon Orvin from Today Radio Studio 4 Kirschberg, the headquarters of Let's Talk Sport. It is Christmas Eve and we are all wearing our Christmas jumpers. Some, are, some, well, of, some us, of you two are in your pyjamas. Yeah. You're waiting, us, for, uh, we're waiting for Papa Noel to come tonight. pyjamas. Think yeah. next year it's going to be your turn. That's awkward. <laughs> Have you ever gone to a, It's like when you go to a fancy dress party and you bowl in there and they're like, that arsehole's wearing the same outfit as me. <laughs> <laughs> Baptiste, you've gone for more of a rugby approach. Yeah, yeah but it's the one from uh, Le 15 de France. Yeah. Probably the most beautiful one that uh. you can buy. It is, uh, as you can hear... In uh, France. As, as, you can, <laughs> as, as you can hear, to quote Lord of the Rings, there is a, a few fell voices on the air, Baptiste, you know. Uh, it's myself, Scott Brown, Nathan Snade, Amy Thompson, and Baptiste Lachaise for this Christmas special. As uh, as you're aware, it's the 24th of December. They celebrate it on the 24th out here, not the 25th like uh, back in the UK, Peter. Yeah. They, uh, it's a bit strange, isn't it? It's, it's, well, very strange being... A true blue Anglo-Saxon, where we celebrate on the twenty-fifth, and will we? Will we celebrating at our house? On Amy, the no, fairly standard, you know, the twenty-fourth, twenty-fifth as 25th, well. Yeah. What about you, Baptiste? Twenty-seven. What the heck? Twenty seven. It's like you're getting uh, a few days late, like the typically French. <laughs> a few days late. You know, if you you you, uh, you go back in time, you go back in the day, and you stood there, you're going to queue. You're queuing up to get into a nightclub. You know you've had far too much to drink, and you know he's going to ask you your age. And Baptiste is like twenty-seven. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it's quite interesting because there's three of us that celebrate it on the twenty-fifth, but all of our peers that we train, we play, we coach with, we'll do it on the twenty-fourth. We'll be doing it on the twenty-fourth, yeah, and I'm still not used to it. What about are you familiar with? Yeah, I'm used to it now, but I think. My friends aren't used to the fact that I don't celebrate on the 24th. So they're kind yeah. of like, well, why aren't you celebrating today? Like, why are you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> why are you? Yeah. I'll fall out over it. Got to wake up early to see if, you know, Santa Claus has yeah. done, the, done, the, done the good on us. It, is, right? uh, it is show 157. If you want to get involved in the show, you can do 6215252000. Shares your thoughts with us. Uh, you can also reach out to us on our different social media platforms. I've brought in a thing over the last couple of weeks about trying to link uh, the number of the show to random sporting facts. And I have got some belters for you. Okay, so for 157, Ken Carter held the US record in discus in the NCAA. Back in the day, they used to measure it in feet. How far did he launch it in 1936, Nathan? You guessed it. 157. 157. Here's a really uh, one that's more recent. Steph Curry... Holds the NBA uh, record for consecutive games of making a three-point shot. What do you reckon, Baptiste? 157. That's impressive, isn't it? He's really impressive. Um, guy's an absolute. So he never, never, never had an off day. When you see him playing, you can he can shoot from everywhere in the picture. Yeah. Well, yeah. you've seen those that when they do the warm-up and stuff like that, where he'll basically hit and then he goes like into the crowd and just bang and hits it and then yeah just walks off in but what's interesting is you know you know Maxim Kennans who uh, we obviously play in the national team with Maxim has to wear these goggles when he plays because of it's to do with his eyesight he's got this condition but Steph Curry's got that same uh, condition where it affects your eyesight so like that it just makes it even more impressive what he's doing when he hasn't got I guess what what do you call it 2020 vision isn't it what they say where your eyes is that is that what it's called yeah 2020 vision yeah so, you know, it makes it even more impressive. Ica David, he also wore glasses when he... Yeah. 
And that was a vision why, thing. Yeah, I'm not sure. But I know he wore glasses. And the, another one that wears glasses, different looking glasses, is the French uh, national rugby coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Fabien Gatier. Yeah. And the But, company that uh, sells his glasses made so much money because of him. Imagine if they'd have won the World Cup, how much money that company would have made. Would you be for well, no. Do you know what I mean? If, if you were watching France playing, you, you see in the stadium all the people try to dress like <laughs> Fabien Gatier. They were like wearing like uh, suits with a, a tie and the same pair of glasses. <laughs> same pair of glasses. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, then, and then a pair of trainers. Yeah, because he likes his white trainers, doesn't he? No, but he said he, he likes these uh, glasses because uh, he can also do the training with them. I mean, uh, when he's uh, yeah, when he's doing the warm up, also it's you know it can be dangerous for them. He can like receive a ball in the face, so he needs to have like like solid glasses. Yeah, That's why he's wearing those. I, ha I hate to be a burst your bubble, Baptiste, but he's probably being paid a lot of money to say that he likes wearing these glasses <laughs> for those reasons. But yeah. apparently, James said at training, one of the trainers he was working with him that an incident happened where like the ball hit the back of his shoulder or something when they were in, in kicking or something and the glasses came off there was Whoa. a deathly silence like <laughs> no like no, right. like silence a, a bagarre like <laughs> yeah. <to> say. <laughs> I mean, just, yeah no like no one spoke everyone's like How is that possible? <laughs> <laughs> um, another couple ones for you. There is actually a song that was released by Tom Rosenthal where the li lyrics literally uh, just consist of the numbers 1 to 157. The song was also released on April Fool's Day in 2020. Really? What? Yep. It went from what? So the song was just 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 and stopped, the way up, and stopped at 157. Yeah. Why? What? That'd be interesting. Why we'll ask him. We'll get him on the show, will we? I don't know. Uh, August 12th, 2023, Sam Burns nailed a 157-yard uh, hole-in-one. But the most interesting thing about it is what's called a slam dunk. So it went straight into the hole. Nice. Oh, no bounce. Yeah. No bounce. So on, like the, on the fly. Straight into it. Wow. So like a hole-in-one's incredible, but you know the... To get, yeah, to get a slam dunk. Very, very cool. Else. Um, and uh, just uh, for those statos out there, 157 kilometers per hour is equal to 97.6 miles an are you, hour. Um, you are British, so you like feet and and we're not British, yet, like but you but do you like do you like feet and yards, mate? When we like fish and chips, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's getting a, he's had a bit of stick well, you today. Just, he's had you, a bit of stick. You just so. you just eat snails and frog legs. That's what French people eat. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, tit for tat. Yeah. But do you, like, are you, are you with it when I'm, it comes to miles, feet and yards? If, if I'm, this this happened this week. Uh, we were doing, uh, we we're doing a football tournament. Um, but before that, I um, obviously need to get them all in. Uh, you've, got to, you've got to split them up. So whether it's arrange yourself in shoe size or height order, whatever it might be. Um, I'll say, yeah, line up on the 18 yard box. And they're all like... <laughs> the 18 they're like do you mean the 18 meter and I'm like no it's the 18 yard yeah. box because that's just how we were we were brought up with it but it's like I've sort of got used to kilometers you know now obviously living out here but yeah when you're when you're back home so do you do you, do you think in what do they call it metric think? metric and imperial isn't yeah. it yeah. yeah do you think in do you think metric or do you think imperial well I would say which is which metric is metric is the the What we would say the norm, yeah. Imperial is the old, the olden days. The 
The old English. The old English. And Americans, Americans. I'd go go imperial because, like, the stupid one, someone will ask you, is I'll be like, Amy, how tall are you? And you'll be like, um, 162 centimetres or something. And it's like, Uh what? Just say, no, I'm five foot nine, you know, or I don't know, whatever height you are. Would you you tell someone how how tall you are in centimetres, Baptiste? Yeah, it's... uh, Yeah, it's because you're French and that's weird. 180. You're not 180 because I'm not. Are you taller than me? I'm 180. Are you taller than me? Of course, stand I'm taller. Up, than you. Stand up. I'm convinced. But how did you? But then, how, did you, break, how did you break your nose on his shoulder? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So it's official. He's 180. Yeah. 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 yeah he's 180, Scott. But I maybe it's those pajamas make you look a bit. Smaller. I knew I should have worn my big shoes. I'm, I, I would say I'm 176. Some days I wake up and I'm like 178. You know. <laughs> I think it's weird that saying centimeters. I'd say you know one meter 48. Is that how tall you are? Yeah. We rounded out. I'm one, one, one forty-eight and a half. No, you're not. You're Luxembourg striker. That's who you are. Yeah, yeah you're Luxembourg striker. Under one meter fifty. <laughs> you can't put that in the official program. It can't be like height Luxembourg striker. striker. They can't put that. Yeah, they they put, can't. Something <laughs> they to put some numbers down there. Um, another one for you on this day in sport. As we always start things off, um, we talked about this just before we came uh, came on live on the show. This year will be the first time in twenty-eight years that Premier League football will be played on Christmas Eve. wonder what the change was, do you know? Something to do with the the fixture uh, scheduling, I believe. Um, my understanding is Wolves will host Chelsea. Um, but I'm right in thinking, yeah, this is the first time since 1995, but am I right in thinking that there's traditionally a Christmas Day Premier League fixture, or is it just on Boxing Day? I know no, it's definitely bo- Boxing Day. Boxing Day. Boxing Day. Uh, <laughs> I think, yeah, well, Tomorrow it is. They go out onto the park. Often they do things with their family, don't they? Because the teams are often have to be close together for for the matches. So they actually could do a, a bit of a family Christmas thing yeah. together. Um, another one for you on this day in sport. In 1960, the Boston Celtics set a new NBA record with 109 rebounds. Absolutely mad. And in 2000, the Baltimore Ravens set an NFL record for the fewest points conceded in a 16-season game. How many points do you reckon would be ridiculous for a 16 for 16 matches? Basketball? Who knows? Basketball? No, no, NFL. No, American, American football. American football. I don't know. I don't know. 165 football. points. That's really? ridiculous. 16 that's, games. Yeah, that's serious, serious D, isn't it? Serious D. Um, and uh, also, which we'll uh, we'll talk about a little bit later on, it was obviously in 1914 was the Christmas truce where the uh, the First World War took a, I guess the best way to uh, dis- describe it is a break uh, on Christmas Eve where the oppositions actually stopped firing at each other and in some circumstances they actually met in the middle and had uh, so drink. On, on the 24th? Yeah. Or do they say, well, let's... Tied this over to the twenty fifth. Oh, <laughs> on the well, it was over the period of the twenty fourth because it wasn't just one isolated instance. It was all um, all down what was called the Western Front, uh, in between the trenches, and some of the trenches were only like thirty meters from each other. But yeah, they basically stopped uh, and all went and uh, yeah, I guess um, interacted and you know were social and you know had beers, spoke to people, and uh, they even had a football match. Apparently, I went to Gallipoli. Which is where in the First World War, where uh, Winston Churchill sent the Anzacs, and uh, I went into some of the old trenches and, and did it. And they said on the on the Christmas Day they were throwing over, or not only Christmas Day, but around that festive period they were throwing sweets over to each other as as, as well. 
Mad, isn't it? Yeah. Mad, mad, mad. Um, uh, yeah, uh, on that subject, Christmas uh, Christmas Day or Christmas Eve birthdays, a lot of cricketers, a lot of cricketers here. Um, Alistair Cook, obviously legend, who I've met. Oh, yes, you have. In Luxembourg. Yeah. So Whilst you were working? Yeah. Here's a really random... Do you know who Alistair Cook is, Amy? No? No. Nope. Baptiste? He's a cricket player. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> I've told you that. Thanks for your input there. But he, um, his brother uh, lives and works in Luxembourg, obviously, with his family and has kids. The kids go to St. George's School. And uh, myself and uh, a colleague of mine, uh, Mr. Cope, we were taking an after-school club one day, and there was this giant of a man stood in the playground waiting with his um uh with with his brother to pick up the kids and me and copy were like copy's like that's alistair cook and i was like what the hell would alistair well, cook be doing and then well, we copy will know I mean, we put we put we put two and two together that he was obviously over visiting and so we re- but it's ridiculous like if this happened in england this guy would be mobbed, yeah. you know? And he's just like, went over, said hello, because we knew uh, his brother, he'd obviously come to Little Lions, shout out, um, and uh, yeah, said hello to him. But yeah, this guy, I don't know, I don't know what you compare him to in, in rugby. It'd be like, probably, you know, like... A bit of a lead, and, I mean... Yeah, but like I mean, someone like Anton Dupont, you know? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's, he's absolutely massive in the world of cricket, like, you know, absolutely huge. Uh, another one for you... Uh, Simon Jones, Welshman who played for England. Significance of that is he only played 18 tests, but he did play in that 2005 Ashes series, Nathan, which many would consider was one of the greatest series of of cricket around, you know, of how close it was. It was a big one, wasn't and it? End up, and another one, interestingly, Marcus Trescothic. Um, he was another big left-handed opener. Uh, and then probably uh, the funniest one of the lot is Chris Kamara, who yeah. uh, you know the, the best of the best league, league footballer? If you want to know who Chris Kamara is, just type in Chris Kamara misses red card <laughs> on YouTube, <laughs> and you will probably watch this video about fifty times. Absolutely fantastic! Where Arguably he's working one of the for greatest uh, football pundits of all time. 100 percent, just based purely in this moment because he's obviously been sent down to watch. Uh, I think it's Portsmouth are playing Fratton Park, I think, and. Um, yeah, he's uh, obviously down there to watch the game and report on it. And there's a guy gets sent off, which he he misses, and it just turns into it's an absolute comedy show. But it's an absolutely legendary uh, piece of, uh, I guess, commentary and and live TV. Now, to start things off in the terms of Christmas things, I'm actually going to not talk about Christmas. Lucky enough to be joined by uh, Amy Thompson, 39 caps, one shy of what the current national team record is. So Ooh, look forward to, more to go. you get, getting yeah. fit there. How many, how many goals? 26. Did, can you let me do my introduction Ooh. here, please? <laughs> yeah, 26 goals. You're miles and miles ahead of your nearest teammate. Amy, you've been on the show a couple of times. Um, uh, you know, it's great to have you back. But... We we uh, we get Anthony Perez in um, every week, and he gives us the the roundup in the BGL league. And uh, he talked about uh, what went on in Georgia, where you were two nil up, and then obviously, unfortunately, end up losing four nil, four two. Sorry, but there's a lot more to that story than I guess um, people might be aware of. So if you could if you could set the skin, am I right in thinking you scored in that game as well? To yeah, I yeah, scored. yeah, I scored yeah, the two yeah. nil. Um, yeah. First of all, thanks for having me back. No, not at all. It's a pleasure. You're dressed well. You're dressed, dressed yeah. smartly as well. Good stuff. Just exactly the same. <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? It's crazy. Same shop, same right, But you're going to get one next year. Yeah. <laughs> next year's Christmas show. I don't know what. Hey, bed, we, 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 we missed, it, we missed the memo, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Check your emails. <laughs> yeah, so no, we were 2-0 we were up. We're playing pretty well. I mean, uh, 
the the field was quite big so we were able to use the space and everything and then I don't know it was the 40th minute you kind of see one light flashing for a second I thought you know it was lightning I was like oh god this game's going to be interrupted by lightning and then the lights come back on normally and then there's another light that goes off and it starts kind of flashing and then all of a sudden all the lights go all the lights except for the advertisement panels I think you'd say and all the lights like inside the stadium were all working it was just the floodlights all gone off so we're like okay this is this is odd you know winning 2-0 suddenly all the lights go off mm, smells fishy so we're like okay you know we'll see what's going on we kind of stayed warm on the pitch and then the coach is like yeah um, they're talking about going over to the pitch just next door and we're like okay and they said well we're gonna have to wait a bit so we go into the changing rooms and then they're like yeah we're gonna have to wait a bit longer and then time goes by time goes by and at that point it's been about an hour and then they're like, okay, we're going to go out on the other pitch, warm up. And then we're going to play three minutes because that's what was missing from the first half. Then we're going to come back inside and then we're going to play the second half. So we go out, we kind of warm up. And then he's like, yeah, countdown, about eight minutes till we start. And then uh, the refs come on and they're like, no, we're going to start in about 15 minutes. We have to warm up. So I'm like, Jesus. Oh, the referees and, have yeah. to warm up. And we're like, come on, you've known for no. God knows how long that we're going to switch pitches. You could have warmed up before. So, okay, 15-minute countdown again. We kind of warm up again. Um, and then our coach is kind of like, yeah, we came to an agreement with the other coach for the three minutes that are remaining. We're going to, like, pass the ball around and give it to them. They'll pass the ball around, give it to us, pass the ball around, kind of like a, a truce. And then our captain's like, I'll ask their captain if that's if it's on. And she asks, she asks the captain, and then this other girl behind is like, no, we're not doing that. And then we're like, oh, crap. And so they come out guns blazing. And those three minutes were just there, just like slaps in the face the whole time. And we went into the change rooms at half time, and our coach is like, that's what's coming for you, or second half. And we're like, oh, damn, this is going to be. So who, who, who said, we're not, we're going to pass the ball around here? Who was... Apparently it was an agreement between the coaches. Our coach was like, yeah, we came to an agreement with them. The, the three minutes that we're going to have to play, you know, we're going to. It's international sport for you, isn't it? And then they're like, we're like, well, you know, whatever, winning 2-0, so... That's right, you can understand that. Exactly, and then they're just like, no. Just before, like, the the ref's like, okay, we're going to start. They're like, no, we're not doing that. So you're in the mindset of, like, you know, three minutes, we're just going to take it easy, and then it's like... So basically their coach tried to stitch up your coach. Yeah, basically. We should name, when I do my Instagram post, I'll name and shame them. Um, <laughs> Stitch that's, up. That's ridiculous. That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, let's take it easy. So obviously you go out for that three, that first three minutes yeah. or what seems like a lifetime, I would imagine. You come back in, how long do you normally get at halftime? 10 minutes, 15 minutes? 15 minutes. Okay, we thought so, we were going to get 10, but it was 15. Okay, so you get your 15 minutes, uh, at which point... In terms of the pitch you've trained, you you've moved to. Is it was smaller pitch? A smaller pitch, of course it is. Smaller okay, pitch. grass pitch, artificial grass pitch. pitch. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. So, were there many people watching the game? Yeah. So the thing is, they were closer to us as well. Because in the in the stadium, you know, they're kind of far away. Not many people, it seemed. Then you come over to the other pitch, and it's like so much noise. And it it was strange because what well, I didn't know what my what the coach mentioned on uh, RTL was that you know everything was kind of already ready for us to play on that pitch and it was like why would everything be set up you know everything was ready for the cameras lights were on everything was ready like why would things be ready if you're supposed to be playing in the stadium Dos Santos isn't it Dos Santos got tried to get stitched up by the Georgian coach they changed the pitch 
totally different. It was already set up. Yeah. But we talked about this before. Can you imagine if that's happened in a men's? Apparently it's happened before, though, in Georgia. Yeah, I would really? surprise me. With the men's team. Apparently lights have gone out before as well. So it's kind of weird. And they said the, the lamppost kind of caught fire. But if one lamppost kind of catches fire... It probably did catch one fire. Goes out, I can think of all of them. Of course, it probably went... It probably caught fire. Yeah, someone set it on fire. Exactly. But then it's the, it's the one... Yeah. Post of floodlights that goes off, not all of them. Oh, you'd see a bit of smoke. You'd get a, you'd get a whiff of yeah. it. I'd say, yeah, I, I don't doubt it that the lamppost was on fire. It was just how that fire was started. Very, very interesting. Yeah, how all of them kind of you know, went off. Mate, that's Dodge. naughty. That is naughty, yeah. naughty, uh, naughty. Lasers, lasers in the eyes as well. Uh, no lasers. I mean, in the that eyes. was the only thing that was missing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so as you said, you've uh, you've gone. Uh, I mean, something like that. Of course, it affects your mindset. You yeah. know, it's it's very difficult, um, and. Do they score right after half time or does no, it? They, I mean, I think it was the last 20 minutes where they kind of started scoring. And, um, you know, we did the analysis of the game and the coach was like, There's, I don't have really much to show you because it wasn't that bad. You know, he thought it was worse than it was. We thought it was worse than it was. But he said it wasn't that bad. I mean, they, they came to our goal about five times, scored four goals. And it's just like, yeah, like it, 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 it happens, but in adverse in a very, very I mean, adverse situation. All of the circumstances just like kind coincidence, of, oh, huh? Yeah, that would have been. I a mean, shit a lot of people are like, home, why did you, why did you home. even agree to play the game? And it's like the thing is, if we didn't agree, we'd play it the next day at eleven. But we had our flight at six, and you can't just kind of cancel the flight, play the game, and then how are you going to get back? How are you going to find a flight for thirty-three people? Your flight, people? your flight was at six in the at morning. Six in the morning. So how are you going to find a, a plane with three thirty-three spots left? to get back in time for your second game, to have enough rest, to be able to train. It's, it's impossible. Yeah, It's impossible. So, of course, when you're winning 2-0, you're going to say, yeah, let's play. I mean, and, and also, you know, trying to put put myself in your shoes. You want to play at the end of the of day. Course. That's why you're there at the end of the and day. Y- to... You know, we, we didn't think it would, we'd be waiting for an hour and 15 minutes either. You know, we thought, okay, half an hour, you get back on the pitch, you play the three minutes, come back in, and then you play the second half, and all's good. That's but mental, I mean, absolutely. It's, like, it's, like, a TV. it's like a TV show. It it? I mean, it's sport, things evolve, things change. Um, um, what has that done? I mean, obviously the flight back would have been pretty shit, was yeah, it? it was. But what did it do overall to the to the team itself? Because that's a pretty, you know, like, it's a big experience to go through. Did that, you're not, did that you, you, unite the team or? Um, I mean, you played Lithuania can, after yeah. that. Yeah, I think it kind of knocked us down quite a few, yeah, it sounds... quite a few flaws. But I mean, you, when you know you have a second game, you kind of have to. Okay, even if you haven't digested the game, you kind of have to put it aside yeah. uh, and deal with it later. And we were like, okay, um, it's happened before. I mean, we've been down two nil against Latvia, and we came back and won the game three two. So we know what it's like to be the other team. Now we've seen what it's like to be the team that yeah. kind of gets screwed. Yeah. Um, I mean, different circumstances, but still, at the end of the game, you're still playing. 11 against 11, you know, and they all have two legs and two arms. So at the end of the day, you have to kind yeah. of see what, what went wrong and what you can do better for next time. And we're still a young team with a lot of young players. And you That's know. to be fair. That's a, is that not a, that's not a positive because you want to, you put that in the box of, I know it's not a positive in the big, in the big scheme of things, put that in the box of box of experiences. Yeah, of, of course. 20, I mean, you know, it's, it's going to make, it's going to make us grow. I mean, we've learned from it and, you know, we kind of all learned not to make the same mistakes for the next time. 
Next time, if you play them at home, you do the same. Hein? Yeah. You switch off the lights in the National Stadium and then you go play. Uh, you can play I'm just quite interested about the, the sort of organization. So, what night were you playing, Georgia, on a Saturday night? We played on the Friday. Okay, so you're playing on the Friday. Played on the Friday, flight was back at six in on the, the Saturday morning. Saturday. Yeah, and then when are you? Uh, when did you play Lithuania? On the Tuesday. Okay, and when did you fly out to Georgia? We fly out to Georgia on the Wednesday. Okay, <laughs> he's writing down. Got, uh, uh, hey, it's kind it, of okay. He's done okay. a few shows. He, he so gets the, he this gets is the how many days I'm going to have to take off to come and join the national team next time. Yeah, uh, I'm just, I'm just uh, to turn off the lights. Just trying to figure it out from <laughs> from a logistical point of view. I can understand for the game. Traveling out uh, Wednesday, uh, you know, so you've got a day in 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 situ, if you like, you know, to to recover, uh, to play and prepare yourselves. Then Friday's easy, you play a match, but six o'clock on a Saturday morning, I can't stand it. I mean, we, I, I, mean I didn't sleep because you get. I mean, so we, we played. Be we played at five. Airport. Yeah, played at five. So typically, we would have got back to the hotel around you know eight nine. Uh, I mean, at this point, you're still in the stadium at nine. And so you go back and then you get all your, you know, you go to the physios for whatever you need to get done after the game. At this point, it's almost midnight. And so, uh, I mean, I don't sleep well yeah, after you, games. I usually six... can't fall asleep after games. So, I mean, I didn't sleep at all. Uh, 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 so the flight back. It's a, uh, it's, a, it's a pet hate of mine, the way they, ultimately what you've got is you, you girls, you're uh, amateur and you're, but they're trying to run it like, um, a professional setup, mm. and there needs a bit of it to be a bit of empathy towards the players there because it happened a lot. Uh, certainly, in my early days when we were playing rugby, we'd be getting put on flights at six o'clock yeah. in the morning, and let's just say the um, uh, you know a few of the players enjoy what we call the troisième mi-temps after <laughs> an international away. Uh, the worst one we had in Sweden, right? So under the new. Let's call it under the new management. Uh, I don't know who uh, booked, who arranged the accommodation or whatever, but it was an absolute shambles, absolute shambles. I'm going to get in trouble for this. But I don't care, actually. I'll tell you the story. But we um, we played and we got an absolute hiding off them um, in, I can't even remember where we were playing. In Malmö, uh, no? No, it wasn't because we beat them in Malmö. We, that was probably one of our biggest wins. We beat them. And... Um, after the game, this is COVID, you have to get COVID test done. Mm -hmm. She's just sat. You just have to wait. You get your COVID test done. You know, everyone's taking three, four minutes, whatever it is. Everyone has to be done. Uh, we were tested on the, before you left. You know, there was, it was, look, at the end of the day, we didn't know what was happening with COVID and stuff. She tested again after the game. Then you go home, you're back to your room, you get dressed into your number ones. We start having a few beers and stuff like that. What time are we leaving the hotel on Sunday morning. Bearing in mind, we're out for pints. Yeah. Normally, you'd like to be 10 o'clock checkout. Bus was meant to be leaving at 2 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, brutal. Brutal, mate. So, <laughs> tell you the funny bit now. So, basically gets to, you know, let's just say few players, myself included, maybe disregarded the <laughs> departure time. Um, and so next thing you know, uh, Barres is around causing trouble in one of the, the discotheques, shall we say, uh, trying to fight with her in shadow. So it's myself, Shappy, 
Barres and a lad called Gareth Jeffries. And we're obviously all suited up in the, what we call the number ones and we are walking back to the hotel. Luckily, the club wasn't that far from the hotel. So we're walking back. Bus is outside the hotel and it's just getting up towards half two now. <laughs> and and then we basically make, we're walking down and we get probably 200 metres away and we have, a, we have a discussion. Like We can go about this one or two ways. We can start running, okay, acknowledge that we're late and apologise or we'll just say it was half two and we all stick to our guns. And we obviously unanimous, unanimously agree <laughs> that it's half two. So when I say we walk back, we casually walk up, the manager's out going mental out of us about, you know, we should have been here at two and we're like, nah, it was half two and, it's, you know, everyone's just getting into it with him and we're all being you know, ushered up to our rooms to go and get our bags and stuff. And then the, I'm just, my French more limited, you know, ah, c'est pas grave, c'est pas grave, <laughs> you know. Um, and then he shouts at me, uh, obviously in French, that I need to go and find my roommate. So I'm like, well, I don't, is he, <laughs> I was never at my room, is he not back? back? I haven't been back yet. And he's like, no, you need to find where PK is. But PK was rooming with me. And I've obviously gone into my room. And luckily he's in there and I'm like, boss, we have got to go. And he's like, what soon? I was like, yeah, like 35 minutes ago. Mate. <laughs> um, yeah, so we all get on the bus, um, then drive. And as you can imagine, it's some boys are carrying on or whatever. Um, we get to the um, airport at this point. I think we get to the airport at four o'clock in the morning obviously well liquored up and then you're still in your number ones you then got a flight from i want to say stock i think it was stockholm to frankfurt because to frankfurt. <laughs> they that's because those scandinavian flights they leave it they leave it at different times don't they they ever got really early i had exactly yeah. the same one coming out yeah. of kevlevic your man you know mr uh, the young little fella that coached uh Gilles miller the other week uh Gilles miller jill uh, linster the other week in uh, squash, one of the squash coaches that yeah. works with me. So we literally, I, I threw his bag into the bus, but in the lava fields going from Reykjavik to Kevlevik, and he was randomly at a set of lights, just randomly there. Get in, will you? <laughs> and we've, uh, <laughs> same yes, thing, so we've, so it's, it's uh, three o'clock in the morning, you know, like. Yeah, so we've had our, our transition um, uh, in, in Frankfurt. Mate, we were back in Luxembourg for about half ten. And it's just like, what? What was the point in that? Like, we're we're giving uh, ultimately a lot of rabbited on a bit there. But you're giving. I'm giving up my time. I want to play for the national team. But if I'm giving up my time, half a Sunday, half a Saturday don't make a blind bit of difference. You know, we can do. Uh, we, you you could have done. Rec you could have done a recovery session on the Saturday morning. You could go off and see. But you know, go around the city, go and do the touristy thing if you wanted, and then get a flight at a reasonable time. I think that this, this six in the morning isn't the worst part. I mean, the worst part is when you're traveling for 16 plus hours. I mean, when we went to Turkey um, last month, I mean, we had, it was like 16 plus hours. Why? What? Delayed well, flights to to, and stuff like that? Turkey. No, not even, not even delayed flights. It's just, I think on our way to Turkey. So we took the bus in the evening from Luxembourg to Frankfurt. There's a direct flight here from Findel. And then we, yeah, but no. I don't know. And then we took uh, a flight the next morning from Frankfurt to Istanbul and then Istanbul to Amazia and then from Amazia we took the bus to the hotel. And I think when we were in Istanbul we had about five hours between the flights. That doesn't surprise me at all because a lot of teams will do that to 
ultimately make it harder for you when you're traveling. One of the ones we used to always joke around when we used to play was Denmark and you would watch Denmark play and you'd be like, yeah, we should, we should do well against these. And you ask any of the boys in recent times, where's the hardest place to go? Uh, a place called a dense yeah, in Denmark. Yeah. And you, you fly into, well, most of the time you'd fly into bloody um, Sweden actually, because exactly. it was closer. And then you have to get the bus down. Um, it's the home and, of uh, Hans Christian Andersen. There we go. That's where he was born. Really? Your vol. Oh, look at you, huh? I don't know if you know, uh, probably if you know a bit soccer, Gérard, Gérard Houllier. He was the coach of yeah, Liverpool. Gerard Houllier, yeah. Gerard Houllier. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> say it properly. The guy, say it properly again That's for me. That's the first time I've ever heard his name said properly. Gerard, Gerard Houllier. Houllier. Uh, what, what about the guy who used to play for Tottenham with the grey hair? How do you say his name? What? David, David Ginola. David Ginola. <laughs> David Ginola. You should get, get uh, Baptist through proper French names and how yeah. they're said in England. And stuff. <laughs> David Ginola plays for Newcastle, eh? <laughs> anyway, no, sorry, Baptiste. Go. He's the guy, he, the guy, he was uh, coaching uh, Liverpool for a long time. He actually discovered uh, Steven Gerrard. Yes. And uh, he had like one of uh, his main rules is that uh, when they were playing uh, away games, they will never come back in the same day always uh, sleep in the same place and then come back the day after because uh, he was uh, like uh, for him it was better for the recovery and stuff like this it was uh, his rule well, those guys got pri you know, they're on private planes I'm, I'm 99% yeah. sure they don't have the same things. issues eh? <laughs> yeah they have the same uh, yeah, issues the reason why you're more than likely that your manager had put you on that 6 o'clock flight was because of because of budget yeah we, purely because of budget the, it's cheaper that's the reason because no and you one think how many to. how many got you got thirty players no, traveling no, or thirty I, a staff I, of thirty. I don't I don't buy that at all because I think there's a a team clause uh, or no I would the airlines not. is there an arrogance about them about how you have to travel to these games, mate? If I was in charge, I'd be like lads, we'll be flying out of Brussels, Charleroi, right? Because Ryanair fly out of there and they're doing twenty five pound tickets. Like you can true. bring a rucksack. I would I you know if you want to. Don't talk to me about saving money because as soon as you say, um, as soon as you say you're flying with Luxair, I've, there aren't cheap flights for Luxair. There aren't cheap flights for BA. Do you know what I mean? If you're going to go cheap, then go budget. Go Ryanair, EasyJet, you know, Wizz Air, whatever it is. You know, go with these budget airlines if you're actually serious about saving money. Or are you? Yeah, we want to save money, but we want to fly with, a, you know, a Luxembourgish provider or something like that. Then that's completely different. But there are, I think there's so many ways where you could get creative if it was really about trying to You're save money. You had 33 going out to Turkey. Yeah? Yeah. And you went what, with what airline? You didn't go with like... Uh, Turkey, we went with... Uh, Turkish Airlines. We went with Turkish Airlines. That's crazy because they fly out of Luxembourg. Yeah. But maybe it might, not, it might not be every day though. We fly out of Frankfurt and on the way back... And then you've got, you got to think, of, you've got another return. Get, oh, you've got way a game. back we went to Frankfurt as well, and then we took the bus from Frankfurt back to Luxembourg. It's a big old hotel. How long does it take? You see, but that's the other thing. How long does it take to get up to Frankfurt? Two, two and a half hours. On a bus. Oh, a bus is about three. Right, how long does it take to get to Paris? CDG. For, TG, TGV, you mean? No, CDG, Charles de Gaulle. I said on the TGV. The abbreviation there, right? Sorry, Charles de Gaulle. In, in car to go to the airport, it's I think it's three hours. So in, in by bus, it's four hour and a half. 
That's what I mean. Why not go, why not bus up to Paris? How many flights are going out of there? I bet you could get a direct flight to where you want to go. The same, same I, with but, Frankfurt. Though. But I don't know if, if people... If people think a bit about it like that, I, I just think if I was if I was doing it, if I was doing the rugby lot, I'd have them flying on Ryanair, cheap as chips. <laughs> you know, maybe that's what's holding holding you, you back. You want to save money? I'll save you money. I'll save you money. Bring you'll your be in the accounts department. Uh, Scott Brown, we, expert in logistics. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, starting up a haulage company. Yeah? And then, okay, so coming to the to the point, coming back from Georgia, how many days later were you playing Lithuania? Uh, you're back, you're back, so we're Saturday back Saturday morning. Saturday, and then we went home for a night. Exactly. Like if you're in camp, then it's different. You know, if they were going to keep you in camp and put you up in a hotel. No, we went home for a night, and then we got back together Sunday at two for treatment and then a, a session. So, so wait, wait time. there. So you flew at six o'clock in the morning, he's right? Got his what time? Oh, I'm just going to put it on my post when we post this. Yeah. You, you flew at six o'clock in the morning. What, so what time did you get? Luxembourg get... time. So Luxembourg time, we flew at three in the morning. Right, okay. But what time did you get back into Luxembourg Airport on the Sunday? Yeah. I got back home at two. Right, so they literally gave you 24 hours off and then expected you to be back. Yeah. Pretty brutal, wasn't it? Clowns. Just tell me the, you know, what, what, did you get anything done in that time? No. I got my clothes washed. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) If time to get to the supermarket. Stock up. No, I didn't even, I didn't no even point. do that. No point no. Because, you know, I just there. ordered. I just yeah. ordered food because there's no yeah. point. I mean, you're away for three days after that. Yeah. When you were uh, when you're in camp with the ladies, where do you get put up? Park Hotel, No Levec. Where's that in? Dommeldange. Park Hotel Alvis. Oh, That's all right. Yeah, it's <laughs> all right. But I mean, Scott's put he's put his hand up for. Um... I mean, when you have the Levec with the pitch next door and kind of. You know, spa and whatnot. Where, and what, so, what pitch? Did, where, where, what? Uh, we, we where, if you're, so, if you're at the Park Hotel, where do you train? Either in Begun or we go to the um, to the FLF in uh, Mondekange. Mondekange. And then yeah. before the game, the day before the game, we train in the. How far is Mondekange from? Uh, oh, it's good 25, 30 minutes. minutes yeah. yeah. Depending on what time you're you're training and what day. I don't know. Nice setup that what that. I don't know who's yeah, establishing monocon. If you're telling me it's about budget, why the hell are you staying in there? Right? <laughs> I'm not. I put it well, out. We're not like staying in the Levec, so I mean, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and this don't get me wrong, I, you know, but I'm just trying to. Where's the logic in this? Where you're tr- so you're trying to save money, but you're staying in this hotel, and then you're getting a bus to take you 25 minutes without traffic to your training venue. Okay. And then come back. Mate, for the last national team game, where were we staying? Uh, Ibis. No, mate. Where Where was it? Down in... Um... Hotel Leger. No, no, no. He was in a hostel, no? Something like this. No, it was up on the bloody... Oh, lads are going to kill me for not saying this. It's down. Down. So, in, the, in, the grund, in the ground. The ground. No. In, up, do... up past Remish on the border. Germany. Yeah, in, in Germany. No, basically, right. <laughs> nah, yes, yes, yes. You're staying in Germany, near Ref- no, and Pearl. No, listen, listen. I'll find. I'm gonna. When you start talking about something else, I'll pull it up and I'll tell you. We were staying in here, right? Where were we training? <laughs> Probably like twelve years. Weimarskirch. Wow. Wait there. But why? It seems bizarre. Wait there. Hostels. It's uh, got, I mean, in uh, in Remerchen or in Schengen, you've got hostels. Yes, that's where we were in Schengen. Yeah. 
Schengen. Okay. So, uh, yeah, how do you not know Schengen? I mean, Schengen, yeah, yeah, Schengen, Schengen. All right, you put me on spot. It's, uh, it's yeah. cut in the budget, mate, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but so you're you're staying in Schengen, and then we're training in the city at Weimar's Kish. Surely, be able to train on the foot uh, on the local football pitch or something. Surely. When we're sat in the meeting, we're uh, not in the meeting because we have our first meeting, we have our first training session. We're then um, you spend the night, and then we're told we're going up for our walkthrough up to Weimar's Kish again. <laughs> Chappy, you know, he's 150% Luxembourger. We're all sat there being like, I can actually see a football pitch from where we're staying. What does Chappy do? Bang, rings up the commune. Yeah, can we use the pitch? Yeah, yeah, no problem. Legend. Oh, legend. So we go and obviously do our training there. And then we... Um, the savings on the fuel and oh, the time. Oh, yeah, I mean, I'm I sure they pumped you, um, that back into it. So we didn't need a bus. We were able to walk to, to there. Um, and then there's a big row because on the Friday night, we do the, you do your captain's run um, up at the National Stadium. But obviously, most of the boys have driven down to Schengen. So you're expected to leave your car there, play the International... What and then go and then they're like oh no well, and then there's a bus to take you back down after the international to then go and get your car to then come back up to the city and so basically we had to argue that you know obviously Bizarre, some of the goal kickers well, well all the goal kickers wanted to go up early because you don't get a lot of time for your own prep or stuff like that so basically guys were like yeah can you I'm going to drive up and most of the boys end up driving up and getting up there early so at least their car's in the city yes yeah but I get that you're trying to save money but you know, you can't just pick and choose what you want to, how you want to save it, you know. Yeah, it's a bit bizarre. Because we, we would be in camp Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night for a home match. Mm-hmm. You play on the, on the Saturday. Saturday night. So you can't go home to your own beard on the Saturday night? Well, I think they, I don't think they would, would let you do it. Really? Yeah. I mean, back so when... After, back, I think, after the I game, think, after you leave the back, stadium, you're, in, you're back, in a small city. Back, you're in a small back city. pre-COVID, it used to just be a case of, yeah, this is when we're training be there nice and early and uh, you know if you've got a few of the outsiders coming in from abroad then they you'd be, crash, saving, you'd crash. be saving money just there exactly exactly mate or even put a few of the outsiders in a hotel yeah would you obviously you know at Baptiste you're going to play a few more times for the national team would you happily put up one of the French boys in your house for the for the duration of a of weekend of course huh? huh I put some two three beers in my fridge also <laughs> uh, <laughs> what a teammate what a teammate that's a good guy I'm coming around too bit <laughs> <laughs> um, as, as I said we've sort of gone off on a bit of a rant there courtesy of Miss Thompson here about oh, trying, to, trying to work budgets. out the logistics I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm down interested in your timetable you've drawn up there I mean stats and stuff like yeah, that but I'd love to chat to somebody and just but this is one of those things if I uh, questioned whoever is in charge of all this I'll be labelled as a troublemaker, which ironically is exactly what I'm doing. But I'm just making the point: like you can't, you're either trying to save money, or you're not. You know, you can't, you can't, you can't just be like, yeah, we'll save money on this, we'll save money on this. You know, you need to be all full bore. And oh, I think you'd oh. be amazed at, you know, what's to uh, where? Where are the other matches? Um, it's going to be one in Slovenia after Christmas, and where's the other one? In Hungary. The other one's in Hungary. No, there's so there's one at home, Hungary. How long does it take you to drive to Budapest? Oh, twelve hours. At, uh, at no drive, point, drive, drive, and you're going pretty good if you do it in 12 hours. At no point will the thought of driving come into the equation. Oh, it's a big old hike, though. 
Yeah. You, but, you'd want a night sleeper on that one. Yeah. You'd want one of those ones with the rock Absolutely. bands go on. But, you want but also, if you want to save money, that's what you do. Yeah. But pump everyone onto a bus. Obviously, don't leave straight after the match when everyone's absolutely steaming, you know. Leave on the thing and, yeah, we're going to get back late Sunday night. And people will be like, oh, can we fly? And he'll be like, well, no. You know we need to save money, so we're getting a bus. Yeah. It's probably a bit far away, 12 hours. I Is it? Mate, I've done it back in the day. We did a ski trip at school and we were on the bus for 22 hours. I don't want you on the accounts huh? team. It's <laughs> 11 <laughs> oh my God, oh, Going to get buses everywhere. Yeah, nah. There you go, Baptiste. Was, you know, and also, um, if we, uh, you know, if you want to go all eco and all that sort of stuff, we'd be reducing our carbon footprint by not, you know, getting flights and stuff. He's throwing that. He's throwing that. Yeah, all exactly. Of I'm I get the I feeling he's going to be buying up a bus company sometime <laughs> soon, and that's yeah. why he's yeah. kind of pushing for the buses. Exactly. Hogging up the charging stations, <laughs> charging up buses the whole way down. Last time I was chatting with uh, Alex Rado, with who we are playing rugby, and when, back time when he was playing in uh, Austria. Uh, there were like there were like uh, leagues playing leagues with other countries, and they were like the one of like quarterfinal. He told me they went from Austria to Croatia to split, and they drove like for like yeah eleven eleven hours. But they didn't get hours. coaches. They'd just be like a load of them. Yeah, they get a couple of minibuses and drive down. And I get that it's you know it's international sport and you want to make it professional but if you haven't got the money to make it professional then do something like that i've always maintained if they turned out and said lads we haven't got the money to fly to this game there'll be some of the older heads would be like yeah i've got five seats i'll drive you know do you want to play on this team no Yes. I want to. I want to take the plane. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Scott. You and your carbon footprint. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this I'm is just how you to save the world. This is how you create link between the players. Huh? If you spend ten hours in the car with the same guys, at the end, for sure, you're friends. Thank you. We call it the ambiance, huh? <laughs> of course. <huh? laughs> it could go either of two ways. You know, after ten hours yeah, exactly. in a car. That's. I'll. I'll, uh, I'll grant you that point. I'll grant you that point, Amy. <laughs> um, well, as always, uh, these uh, these shows often go off on a tangent. Baptiste, I know you wanted to bring us up to speed because. There's a, a French fry who's doing quite well in the uh, in the box the world of boxing uh, at the moment, huh? Doing quite well, isn't he? No, no, no. Very bad for Tony Yoka. He lost yesterday evening. Third, third uh, loss in a row. I'm, I feel a bit Ooh. I feel a bit bad for for this guy because I mean everything started uh, pretty well for him at the beginning. He won the he won the, the Olympic medals in uh, Rio in 2016. Then, as we like to do in France, uh, he we put a lot of hope on him. He signed a big uh, TV contract with Canal Plus, uh, with a program of like 15 fights, 15 boxing game or for a boxing match. I never know. Boxing game. Boxing. Boxing game. Game, game of chess. Eh? <laughs> game of touch. And uh, yeah, he played 11 11 uh, fights. He won the 11. But this is where the, the critics started to, to come. Uh, some people started to say, yeah, the, the fighters were not really fighters. They looked more like uh, bouncers. Yeah. And some, some of them were like too old. Like I think he, he, he boxed a guy, a, a, one of the guys who were like 39 years old. Uh, and then when he started to... Uh, it's, it's young, right? <laughs> <laughs> he started to say, okay, you have to fight again some of the boxers that are close to the top 10. Then first guy back, uh, Bakole, I think, yeah, big big guy from uh, Congo. He's uh, he was like 125 kilos. Wait, Tona uh, Yuka, he got smashed. Okay, yeah. first first loss can happen. He say, okay, I wasn't really prepared. Second second uh, second game, this time 
uh, he he played uh, he fight against uh, Carlos Takam, really famous boxer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he he's he's like he was 42 uh, when he played uh, against. Did he, did he lose to Takam? Yeah, Takam uh, Takam won against uh, against uh, Yuka, two losses in a row, very bad. Then he said, okay, uh, Yuka said, okay, I need some vacation. He changed coach. He was training in uh, USA. He's not training now anymore anymore in USA. He went to London, new coach, new staff. He said, okay, now I'm a brand new player. He come yesterday. He fight against someone from the who comes from the category below, uh, from the light heavyweight, uh, a Belgium, uh, uh, Riyad uh, Riyad Mary, and once again he got uh, he lost again. He lost again. Oh. Yeah, and funny fact about that. A few years ago, they asked Yoka, what's your fault about uh, Francis Ngannou uh, going to play some boxing games? And Yoka said, uh, I think Francis Ngannou uh, won't do anything in the boxing, uh, boxing sports. Mates, if you, if you, I can guarantee you now that if you put those two boxers in front, uh, Ngannou will smash squash, uh, huh? Yoga. Yeah. So. Um, just one of your points there. Bouncer. How do you say bouncer in French? Videur. Huh? Videur. Yeah, have you had any... Have you ever been, you know, had a videur look after you? Throwing oh, out. Uh, you have to pick up your fight. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, listen, this is our, uh, obviously, our Christmas uh, our Christmas special. Uh, joined by uh, Amy Thompson, Baptiste Lachez, and, of course, your normal hosts in myself, Scott Brown, and uh, Uncle Pete, Nathan Snade. Uh, we talked about this just before we came on air, but quite uh, an interesting, uh, well, an interesting fact of an event that happened uh, well over a hundred years now, and it's often referred to as the Christmas truce, um, which uh, you know I think you know has its place at the moment given the conflicts that are going on around the world. Um, you know, it was a bit cliche to say, obviously, the First World War, uh, the Great War, as they refer to it, and they all said it would be over by uh, Christmas. Uh, Christmas. And there were some 60 million soldiers uh, sent to uh, to fight. Um, so war had been declared in July 1914, uh, and obviously by Christmas at the uh, by the end of that year, there was no end in sight. Millions of soldiers were dug in, in trenches along what was called the Western Front. Um, and you know the, the conditions. If you've seen any of the any of the films out oh, there, absolutely bold. horrendous. We sort of joke. There's a famous uh, one from a Christmas Christmas film, um, Home Alone. Macaulay Culkin, Home Alone 2, yep. where he picks up the brick and he's about to throw it through the, the shop window to set off the alarm to get chased by the burglars. And his quote, um, he says, there's no turning back now, another Christmas in the trenches, you know, <laughs> and uh, launches the brick through the window. Well, it's, I think it's fair to say none of us have any of experience or can even imagine what it would have been like to, uh, you know, to be in those conditions um, all that time ago. But um, there's quite a good video, which I'll post on our social media, um, and if you just type in the Christmas truce on YouTube by Sainsbury's, uh, it's, it's, it's absolutely brilliant and sort of encapsulates what actually happened. But yeah, um, essentially they all started singing Christmas songs. And then before you know it, they're actually meeting up in the middle of what was called no man's land, um, having been, you know, blowing each other up the, the day before. And, uh, by all accounts, you know, they, as I said, they were, um, Christmas greetings, exchange uh, gifts. You know, there was a ceasefire between the two sides. Um, and also there was a game of football that actually took place, uh, which Germany, unfortunately, won 3-2. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. But yeah, Baptiste, you ever hear of that? Um, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. That story? There's a, 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 a French movie that speaks about that. It's called 
Joyeux Noël, Merry Christmas, where yeah. they, they reproduce uh, this, uh, this scene, what happened during Christmas and everything. What about yourself, Amy? Did you ever, you ever hear yeah, about it? I didn't stuff? hear about it before, before today, obviously. But um, I'll send you the link and you watch, you watch the video and it's like it's pretty, it's pretty powerful stuff, you know, considering everything that's going on uh, in, in the world at the moment. What about yourself, Nathan? Yeah, I mean, obviously, no, I, don't, I have visited a few of the, you know, these old, where they had the war. Um, been to Gallipoli, as I said earlier in the show. I've been down. I've been on onto the um, down by Dunkirk, and that's pretty pretty brute. Mm. I mean, takes you back to that time. Yeah, I, I mean, even in Sandvaler alone, you've got the American cemetery that takes yeah. you back to that time. And well, remember, and, I think and you always remember with them. You, I always think of obviously Christmas as well, and what was it like to be, for for those young lads, let's say young 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 well, kids, kids, weren't they? Most of them lied kids. about getting in, getting and, in. And, and you go, wow, and then you think of the and you think of the conditions of and, and, and the war of the war itself, but obviously how cold it was. It's like, yeah, it's unbearable to think of it. Think and there it. is also one really close from here is Verdun. Yeah. Verdun this was exactly. the major, uh, everything happened. Yeah, uh, with, the, with the guns and stuff. And if you go to Verdun, obviously now, you know, because it's, well, it's 100 years ago when it happened. The craters, it's still yeah, seen the craters. But you can also see drawn. where like the, the trees have like grown up through the cannons, which are obviously discarded and they're almost up in the trees and stuff mm. like that. It's pretty... There is uh, also a place there called um, la, la Tranchée des Bayonnettes. Tr how do you say tranchée? Tranchée in English? Uh, sure. bay bayonets, oh, the, the bayonet. sort of the knife and, that you attach to the front of the gun. The tr tranchée, how do you say this? Trenches. Tr Trench. Trenches. Trenches. Yeah. So the, I don't know if it's like a true story. They called it like this because uh, so the, 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 the French were in the tr trenches. Yeah. And uh, there was like so many bombs coming that all the, the mud and the floor uh, went in the trenches. And they went like, uh, like oh, covered them up. Yeah, and yeah. there were only the, the tops of the bayonets. The, you can yeah, see. that oh. that came uh, out of the. Yeah, it's called la tranchée des bayonnets. That's pretty hectic. Yeah. There was one. Um, heavy, yeah, the Verdun's a heavy, a film, heavy place to visit. Isn't there's it? a film that came out uh, a couple of years ago called 1917. I don't know if you've seen that, and it's it's very very good. But there's a scene in that where they are actually right at the end where they talk about. Yeah, it was called going over the top, where basically, you know, it was much more primitive than back then, and it was just some old chap blowing the whistle and over you, um, you know, over you go. But um, we've, um, yeah, sorry, Nathan's pointing at me. That that time is off. I'm on this timer here, so we've got another four minutes. So don't worry about that. Um, but yeah, another. Um, it, it's 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 crazy because obviously now with the the technology we have available to us with these sort of movies. You know, even you, you look back to something like Saving Private Ryan, you hear when that was shown at the cinema, you actually had people walking out, like yeah. Second World War vets walking out the cinema because it was that, it was that realistic yeah. um, as to, as to what it was like, yeah. you know. So um, I don't want to put a downer on it, but yeah, certainly. Uh, oh, it's worth, the time to remember. It's, it's Christmas. It's the time to also remember them, isn't it? Absolutely. So just, I guess, with uh, just to round things up here, Amy, what have you got planned for Christmas then? Where will you be? Who will you be spending it with? Um, at lunchtime, we'll be with the family. And then in the evening, going to go to see my best friend. And we've had that tradition for f the past 15 years that we always get together either the day of Christmas or the day after. And then, you know, we have a meal together. So we keep that tradition going. What about yourself, Peter? Um, yeah, we at home with the with the with the kids. Um, yeah, we'll go for a Christmas walk. I think it's the especially if Daddy's had a few beers the night before. 
Oh, the day of. Yeah. <laughs> the day of. A, day, a, day, a, a Christmas the, day walk, a Christmas day stumble. I don't nah, know what you call it. We'll go up the hill. We'll take him up the up, up the big hill, but through. No the running forest. up the hill like nah, in the day. It'll be, you know? it'll be a walk. He's going to roll down. Yeah. <laughs> it'll be a walk. Get the bus Christmas down. walk and, a, and 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 you know get your three meats in and I'll be I'll be pretty happy. What about you, Baptiste? Oh, it's always been a, a big thing Christmas in the family. So I, w- I always go. Uh, five days in the p- family of my father in the north of France, and then we drove south of France in the family of my mother for like five days again. And then you celebrate on the 27th. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's why I celebrate on the 27th, because it takes, yeah, takes I have to celebrate with the two families. It's in the middle. Four I have to keep to I keep so we, we link up with the brother and... Yeah, cousins, everything. Yeah. Very, times. very good times. Good times. Watching Lord of the Rings. My man. my man. You'll be watching movies, Scott. Yeah, I'll probably squeeze some in. Yeah, it's pretty pretty traditional with my my brothers when we all link up. We normally get a bit out of hand on on Christmas Eve as you do, and then obviously suffer on Christmas Day. Uh, one of my brothers will suffer particularly badly, and he will be like dragged out of his room, kicking and screaming. Bearing in mind he's twenty eight, um, and basically told that he has to come down for the the family photo. And, and mum will oh, do family photo as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Mum will always if you if your friends on Facebook, it'll be on Facebook. But you know, we put the hats on, and it's like three, two, one, like that smile, even though everyone's dying. But my and then back it'll up be, to it'll be Gareth. Gareth's just literally like this. He will just go. <laughs> like this and then mum's like yeah done hat truck down bang back up to his room he'll uh, he'll go maybe he gets a bit, a bit excited you know because all his all the brothers are home and stuff like that but yeah you, you can't not love Christmas being around uh, being around the being family around the tribe, it's yeah. funny though for the for the mums and, and, and dads and stuff like that though because they moan about they moan at you about all these little things when you're back and stuff like that but deep down they just love having everybody uh Everybody, uh, every bat round. Yeah, of course. So, um, yeah, well, we're, jeez, right. uh, we are knocking off the show something theory- serious. Amy, absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. Really, really Thanks insightful so. to hear about that Georgia Georgia match. I'm definitely going to do some uh, some more digging and, and cause some more trouble about that, you know. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see, you know, when the men go and play Georgia, whether the lights will go out again. Yeah, here we go. Yeah. Well, we'll get that going Good on point, Insta. good point. But, um, Baptiste? Absolute legend, thank you. you know, <laughs> even though you put on the French accent, it's, it's not really that. Good, <laughs> Pete, it's a, yep. it's an absolute pleasure. Have yourself a, 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 a very merry, merry Christmas, Christmas, and yep. to all our listeners, it'll be um, merry. As always, this this show will actually be run. So if you are celebrating uh, Christmas Eve, as we call it, then that's no problem. If you missed the show, you can catch up tomorrow, no problem at all. Um, but as always, we will give... be played on Christmas Day. Yeah, it will. Okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah, Christmas Day show. Yeah. Huh? Nice. But uh, you've just shot yourself in the foot there because this is a pre-record, obviously, by saying that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll, uh, as always, you know, once things get back and everyone's back in the uh, into the season, you can check out the rest of the team. Uh, you know, you've got Sam Steen from uh, 6am and then you've got Stephen Stepslow from uh, 12 o'clock and then you've got the home stretch of Melissa Dalton from from three o'clock don't forget about dave burrows and his db3 sessions and of course sarah tapp and her hangover shows i may well have one of them on christmas day um to all our listeners have a very merry christmas and uh, we'll catch you soon Cheers. merry christmas merry christmas